All right, welcome back to the Benchwarmers podcast. I think it's the fifteenth or sixteenth episode of the pod. Yeah. How you doing? How you doing, Bart? I'm good, man. It was a rough week to be an Auburn fan, but uh, glad to be uh, back on the back back in the swing of things. It's a great week if you're a college football fan because we oh, had a yeah. lot of chaotic games this week. And to start off, I'm I'm going to start off right off the bat with Sanford and Florida. Yeah, holy crap. 70 to 52 was the final score. Florida actually found some offense later on in the game, but you're playing is 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 Sanford FCS or are they just like lower? They are FCS. They are FCS. They are FCS. I know they're with UTC in the same like conference as yes. them. They're and so calm, I think. Their quarterback was their leading rusher and passer, threw for 400 yards against a Florida Gators team. That's not okay. If no. you're a Florida, fan. Florida has since. Or they before the game they fired their defensive coordinator uh, Todd Grantham before the game. It was like a week or it was like I think it was right after the uh, game they played last week against who did they play Florida South Carolina. Okay. After they lost forty to seventeen to South Carolina, they then gave up fifty two points to an FCS team, which is just not okay. Emory Jones. That's not okay. How you cut it? You can't justify it by saying that Sanford's a good team because they're just not in comparison to Florida. So there's no excuse for that. Yeah, you could you could say Sanford's a good team all you want. It's it's still they're not a bad team, but you're Florida. It's no they they're the like bottom of their division. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> UTC is the number one of the team in their in their division. I think Sanford is like either last or next to last. It's one of the two. But Henry Jones had his best game as a quarterback. He he did not throw an interception. That, that Good for counts. him, wow. Yeah. 464 yards, six touchdowns. Also ran for 86 and a touchdown. Which happens when you have this game where no team on either side wants to play defense. Yeah. It was basically just playing on rookie mode on any game. Yes, 100%. And you're simming the defense, of course. But, yeah, not a good look for Florida. Uh, we know Tar made a lot of claims about Dan Mullen getting fired, and it looks like it's going to be happening very soon. But there's so many jobs open. Who is going where? Where are these coaches oh, going to come we from? We have a coaching carousel coming up soon. Uh, I, we could probably go ahead and skip. No, let's not skip into the, the coaching vacancies yet because there are so many. There's so many of them. Two more have opened up since Saturday. Do you think Lincoln Riley is going to leave Oklahoma? That is also a big question, because there's going to be a lot of new faces and new places coming. I mean, if I'm if I'm Lincoln Riley, it seems like no matter who he has or what he does, he will never make it outside of a Big Twelve championship. True. You know, while while we're talking about Lincoln Riley, we can go ahead and talk about Oklahoma losing to Baylor in a game. It was it was bound to happen. (laughs) It was going to happen. We all knew that Oklahoma was going to lose eventually, and here it happened. After getting bailed out so many weeks, week in and week out, Baylor finally steps up in Waco, in in their home field, took down Oklahoma. In a game where we saw Spencer Rattler come back out, which was very shocking. We I think the Baylor did you hear the Baylor, about the Baylor fans? Yes. Chanting we, we want Spencer. Yeah. They're saying Oklahoma fans, but it's definitely Baylor. It was too loud for it to not be Baylor fans yeah. in Waco. But Rattler threw six passes for thirty six yards. Caleb Williams, of course, had two interceptions, which is probably why he got benched or he got hurt. It was something on lines. But Oklahoma could not get a rushing game at all. 82 combined yards for the rushing attack. Baylor, on the other hand, rushed for almost 300 yards. They had two running backs. No, they had a running back and their quarterback rushed for over 100 yards. Their running back being Abram Smith, senior running back, rushed for 150 yards. They're not a good look for Oklahoma. They probably just killed any chances of any Big 12 team being in the college football playoff right now. 
Yeah, no, there's zero chance of that happening. And, you know, keeping it in the Big 12, uh, we all know that the other team coming to the SEC next year is te- the Texas Longhorns. And they just, not just, but were beaten by the 2-8, and eight, well now 2-8, and eight, the former 1-8, and eight, Kansas Jayhawks. Who almost beat Oklahoma. Kansas is averaging 40 points a game when it when they play Oklahoma and Texas. Eight points a game when they play literally anyone else. That's insane. Uh, but Kansas was just able to move the ball all over the field against Texas defense. Uh, their quarterback threw for 200, 200 yards, three touchdowns, and running back ran for 150 yards as well. So if you want to beat Texas and Oklahoma, just rush for 50 yards. Good for them. Uh, of course, they would have went to over. Did they go to overtime? No, yeah, they didn't go to overtime. Kansas, Texas went to overtime. Yeah, they went. They went for two in the first overtime. Smart. And made a former walk on was the one that got the touch the two point conversion catch. I think he's still a walk on. Yeah, well, he's probably he has an nil deal now. He he's going to be in the uh, new Arby's not Arby's uh, Applebee's commercial in Kansas. <laughs> they got a picture of him filming it, which That's is hilarious. it's so funny. But, you know, it also confirms that Texas isn't back, and maybe Oklahoma and Texas aren't ready for the SEC. Are they going in next year for sure? It's probably very likely to happen. They need another year in the Big 12. They need another year to get ready. They are not ready. Watch out, because Vanderbilt's coming for them. (laughs) Here come the doors. Here come the... The doors. South Carolina Gamecocks. Here come the Cox, and here come the doors. They're coming for those two teams. Texas will not have a winning record... In the SEC. I don't I, think Oklahoma I will think, I think Oklahoma will. I don't think Texas will. But, like, winning record. I think they'll barely be bowl eligible, Oklahoma will. It depends on how the SEC realigns itself. Because the SEC realignment is happening soon. Because there's no way you can just add Texas and Oklahoma in and just, what, throw them in the west? You have to throw, Someone's got to go in the east. And it's going to be Auburn, Alabama, which makes the east overpowered. You're giving Auburn and Alabama, not saying Auburn's good, but giving Alabama and Auburn to the East with Georgia. So now whoever wins the East is going to win the next championship. Uh, yeah. And you're going to ruin some, like, out-of-conference champion or uh, rivalries. Protected rivalries. Yeah, because Auburn-LSU is a rivalry. Uh, well, yeah, but then you just replace Auburn's protected rivalry with from Georgia to LSU. Yeah, I think they got to increase the conference games, too, because, I mean, what, that'd, ha- that'd be, what, eight teams per conference? Yeah. And you have eight conference games. You have to go to nine or ten, at, at least. And, you know, Auburn's playing Penn State next year, so that means we have to play one, like, FCS team, which means ten Power Five teams, really. Yeah. And so it, it SEC's going to be tough next year. And, you know, uh, moving on to who else is next? Oh, Ole Miss and Texas A&M. You picked the Rebels, and they came out one by ten. It seems like A and M is only good when they play against a team from Alabama. They seem like they prepared very well for both Bama teams. But Matt Corral had a okay game, but the big news is that they were able to run the ball against a very tenacious Aggie defense, where Ole Miss rushed for two hundred fifty-seven yards. Uh, Jerion Ely. Rush for 152. Macarell had a decent game passing, 247 yards, which is good for most quarterbacks. But Macarell, 247 is probably average for him. Yeah. But, I mean, it's overall good game from Ole Miss. Uh, A&M, Zach Calzada showed that he's not 
prob- he's not a starting quarterback really. He's two through two picks against a what we know as a very bad Ole Miss defense. Kelzad is not good. He they just prepared him very well for the uh, Alabama and Auburn defenses. Uh, and then Wake Forest, did they beat NC State or am I am I remembering that game differently? I'm pulling it up now. Yeah, Wake Forest won forty-five to forty-two. <coughs> Excuse me. Gross. Sam Hartman threw three picks against NC State. Against NC State, did they win or lose? They won by three. Wow. Three picks for Wake Forest. Two picks for NC State. Just they not no defense whatsoever, but they were a lot of turnovers and. It's really shocking. Uh, also, NC State, 14 penalties for 119 yards. Wow. So, I mean, you take back some of them penalties, it, they probably don't lose that game. Uh, but, you know, speaking of losing games, Bark, how many teams do you know of that get a 23 lead and then blow it? I know of two. The Atlanta Falcons. And the Auburn Tigers. Auburn went at the halftime against Mississippi State, up 28-10. to 10. I left because I thought we were going to win. Student section left. Cost, left. cost Auburn the game. I was also freezing cold and as is my stepsister, so I don't <laughs> really regret it. Also, if I would have stayed, I would have grown exponentially more angry Yes. as the game went on. <clears throat> as, as it turns out, it would not have been fun for me to stay. No, it would not have. Uh, Auburn, of course, lost the game 43-34 after being up 28 Did he only throw for 4-11? I thought he threw for 5-11. Uh, who? Um, Will, Rogers, Will Rogers. He took four fifteen. Are you sure? Yes, I'm looking at the stats right now. Forty four of forty of fifty five. Four hundred fifty. It must yards. have been five hundred yards of offense then. Oh, without a doubt, it was five hundred okay. yards. Let's see what's the total yardage on that. So they passed for four fifteen. They rushed for seventy two. So it's definitely like four four eighty seven is the total for that. Uh, but Bo Nix had went twenty seven to forty one, three hundred seventy seven yards, two touchdowns. Not a terrible game from Bo, but people always try to blame him for the loss. Bo, of course, is now broken. Broke. I think it broke his ankle. I think he came out and announced he broke it. Probably out for the year. He's out for season. Definitely out for the year. Uh, Auburn's also down Andres Carlson for the year. So, all hope for the Auburn football season has dwindled away. There was a shot for the SEC championship. No more, probably. I don't know why we convinced ourselves of that. It wasn't going to happen. Because we are fans of the team of destiny. The team that always controls their own destiny at every point of the season. It's like, oh, yeah, if we went out, yeah, we're going. So we all think we're going to win out every game. <coughs> but I'm just excited for everyone to see that Bo Nix is not the problem and that there was a reason why he was playing over TJ. Yes. And I was like, Auburn had two receivers go for over 100 yards, which I don't think I've ever seen happen. In my lifetime. Uh, Kobe Hudson, eight catches for 107 yards and a touchdown on one of the best catches I've ever seen from an Auburn receiver. Besides, you know, the Ricardo Lewis catch. You know, he just goes up one-handed and just boom. Seth Seth Williams had some good catches. Oh, yeah. And I think this is Javarius Johnson. Yeah, the five foot ten sophomore had four catches for 102 yards, but we were just kind of letting him just go ham. Javarius Johnson was also our leading rusher with one carry. For 57 yards and a touchdown. Uh, just a great first half performance from Auburn. If only the game was only two quarters. Uh, Mississippi State, of course, powered back. They scored a touchdown in the half, which a lot of Auburn people who were watching the game analytically were like, they scored that a little too easily. And with Mike Leach in the air raid, you can never count Mississippi State. They're either going to be, if the, even if they're up by a lot or down by a lot, they're still going to be in the game. 
And, you know, as the score gets getting closer and closer, and you know, me and my friend Clay were watching the game. And, you know, you go into halftime with a lot of hope. You know, oh, yeah, we got this. Third quarter ends. You're like, oh, uh, mm, what's going on? <coughs> Fourth quarter ends. And you're just like, holy crap. It just it just bothers me when it's like third and ten and we throw like a four-yard out route. Yeah. That that just annoys me. They got too complacent with the lead. They were like, oh, yeah, we don't need to score quick or everything. And then they just punt the ball and then boom. They're going to Mississippi State. They're now, it's now 28-17. It's like, okay, maybe we should start hammering home that we need to score some points here. But it just seemed like Auburn just just thought they were just looking ahead the next week and Mississippi State caught us and boom, there we go. But I will say right now, Auburn's still in the SEC West champion. There's still a potential for it. It's very slim. It's impossible. It's not impossible. Oh my God. It's not impossible. A lot of stuff has to happen, but Auburn can win out if everything ends in a tie. There's a chance for a six-way tie in, this SEC, in the SEC championship. Georgia's already clinched. I don't want to go to the SEC. To the SEC championship game. I don't want to play Georgia again. I don't want to play Georgia again. I, already got, already got I don't. Home. I don't want to. I don't want to be a bye week for Georgia to prepare for the College Football Playoff. They'll beat us by thirty five minimum. Yes. And it won't even be close, and we won't score on them. But every West team besides LSU, which is hilarious, has a chance to make it to the SEC championship. There's a chance. Like every said, West team. Every West team besides LSU, there could be a six way tie. In for the West, how? Every, it has to go right for every team. Every team needs to win out, and the everyone else needs to lose out. There's a lot of teams banking on Auburn. Need, Auburn needs to win against Alabama for a lot of it. Besides, because if Auburn's to beat Bama, and Bama just wins. But if Auburn does beat Bama, then a lot of things change. Like, if we beat Bama, we won't be in. No, but other teams could be in if other teams went out. Like who? Arkansas. They. They'd have to beat Bama, though. Ole Miss could also have... Arkansas's not beating Bama. Yeah, of course. They're not beating I feel Bama. like... I think if Alabama beats Arkansas, then it's just game over for everybody. It's... They're playing at Bryant-Denny. They're not beating them. True. But, yeah, just... There's a tight race, and... All the... Ch- for the chances that every team has are very low. I think Bama does still have the highest chance to make it in. And... I don't know if... I think Bama's probably the only team with more than a 25% chance to beat Georgia. I don't think Ole Miss's defense is enough to slow down Georgia's de- offense. And I Which is th- sad because Georgia's offense is not that good. Exactly. Uh, I think Auburn's lost this Is touch. JT still hurt? <coughs> I don't know. I think they just are distrusting Sesson at this point, which I hate. He will be one of the worst quarterbacks to win a national championship. Since uh, Coker. Coker. Uh, Arkansas just does not have the talent level. We've already seen them play Georgia, and Georgia stomped them. A and M probably has the second highest chances, but it's not that much high. It's not that it's not like anything to brag about. A and M's offense won't be able to do crap because Calzada is not good. Yeah, they'd have to do what they do against Auburn and Georgia and Bama and prepare for like three weeks. Uh, who else? Mississippi State. The air raid is not going to work against that defense. That defense zero is, chance the air raid works against that. Will Rogers would go from throwing four hundred fifteen yards against Auburn and throw, but and then only throw for like one hundred fifty and throw five picks against that Georgia defense. I think Bama's the only one with a reasonable chance. And after what we've seen from Bama the past three weeks, it's we don't feel confident in thinking that, that maybe that maybe the first game Bama gets like legitimately like shut down. 
uh, Clemson 20, uh, 2018. First year of T-Law. I mean, still. <coughs> I mean... <clears throat> I think that was just, like, not that good of a Bama team. Who was the... Who was who was on the team that year? That was two. That was first year starting Tua. Uh, young Najee. Who else was on that team? I have no idea. Was Co- Cooper wasn't on the team? No, uh, Judy. That was a good Bama team. That was just a better Clemson team. I guess yeah. And you know, keeping it going on to the now we start talking about the coaches because I'm just gonna move on from the West now. We had two coaches get fired this week. Jimmy. Was it Jimmy Lake? Yeah, Jimmy Lake from Washington. I want Washington to be good. I always want them to be good. Yeah, they're one of the they're they are they always are good anyway. Except for this year, they've been bad. And then today, we, uh, Virginia Tech announced that they have fired Justin Fuente, who many people have already suspected wasn't get fired during this year, anyways. That means there are six big jobs open right now: LSU, USC, Washington, Virginia Tech. TCU, and Washington State. Those are big jobs. Oh, yeah. And maybe Penn State will be open later on, too. He has to leave, bro. He, he will. Leave. He's going to leave. And what are the obviously – it always going to go somewhere. I know that he, he thought he said he's going to take a break from somewhere. Do you think, like, a Washington he or a VT? He could take a break with all the money he's getting paid. He doesn't need to work. Oh, no. You think USC gets him back? That'd be cool. I'd It'd be really I funny. would really like that, honestly. Uh, but yeah, I, I wish I could name like potential coaches for all these teams. No one knows. No one no, knows. It's, Auburn fans didn't think we, we were getting Harson. Oh no. A lot of Auburn fans, including myself, didn't know who Harson was until after he got announced. And a lot of coaches, like, uh, we, I think a lot of power five coaches are going to start getting some looks right now. I think like your, uh, like your Billy Napiers, I feel like a lot of people, a lot, I feel like a lot of people are going to be going for fickle as well. Uh, Gus Malzahn could get some looks, I feel like. Maybe not. No, definitely not. Uh, Lane Kiffin. I, he's he's not going to label this yet. And maybe, as you said before, Lincoln Riley to LSU. That'd be cool. It'd be really funny because of the fact that Oklahoma's coming to the SEC soon. That would be funny. And I feel like LSU would be in better hands with, with uh, Riley than, uh, than Oklahoma right now. So it'd be really funny because I feel like they would just win immediately against Oklahoma with no like no hesitation. And uh, and tonight we have the college football playoff because we're recording this late. Uh, they're starting right now actually. And with the committee <laughs> doesn't go into next year. If we should riot if the committee does not go into thinking that we deserve a expanded playoff after this season. They're not going to give it to us. But. It, at minimum, give us four more teams. No, no, no. What they're going to do is they're going to review the, the sport over the offseason, and they're going to revise the targeting rule to then throw you out for two games. That's what they'll do. <laughs> yes. And, and you get charged with assault, and your mom gets thrown in prison. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> That's how the rule's going to change. Because the NCAA absolutely hates target or hates any kind of contact. Now they're gonna change it to where any if you hit them above the knee at all, yes. Targeting. If you tackle them and they get hurt, you get thrown out of the game. If you use your arms at all, you're out, out of the game. You're supposed to ask for consent before you tackle them. Actually, <laughs> hey, is it okay if I tackle you? No. No. Um, oh, damn it! Fuck. <laughs> just walks around. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they should, if they're smart, 
go into this looking at least at They're least not smart, so. at least eight teams, at most twelve, sixteen at most. But the difference between number one and number sixteen is astronomical. It is the, the difference between one and eight is not that much. So I feel like eight See, would be the best call. The thing I'm scared about the eight or like with twelve, I, I'm scared about with that is the fact that it had to be bye weeks. I don't think teams deserve bye weeks. In I agree with that. Because I feel like in the NFL is one thing. Because I feel like you have those like Cinderella stories. I don't feel like you wouldn't get that in football, in, co- in college football at least. So I feel like you'd have to give make sure every team gets like three games. I'm cool with eight. I like eight. I love eight, because then you get teams like Cincinnati to get in, because I know they're going to get screwed over again. I know I'm going to look over at some point, it's because Cincinnati is like seven. What time does the show start? It's starting right now. So we're going to speed up a little bit, I saw I get my graphic made and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, Uh, But we're going to let it buy a show a little bit, a little bit, Bark. Okay. What does Auburn need to do to beat a South Carolina team that we all suspect that Auburn's better than? So I don't know for, I don't think we're going to win this game, but <laughs> TJ Finley needs to not make mistakes. He needs to not turn the ball over. He needs to just manage the game and not try and be Bo Nicks like he was trying at the end of the game. He needs to not do that. Was he, only, he was only for like one, one play or two? Yeah, and he fumbled. He fumbled immediately. So he, because he tried to run backwards like what Bo does, but he's like three times the size of Bo and can't do that. So he needs to sit in the pocket, throw the ball, and just, and we need to establish a run game, as always, because TJ's, we just need him to manage the game. That's all we have to do. Also, defense needs to be competent, at least. Yes. So. What do you think? Play good football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it shows every week, whenever Auburn can't run the ball, we lose. So find a way to run the ball against a, against a Carolina defense that's not all that great. Cause, but they are known to make quarterbacks make mistakes. Uh, one of the Carolina corners, I think he's a freshman or a sophomore, has five interceptions. I'm saying that knowing that TJ Finley is prone to make mistakes. So I need them to not let him get full control of the offense. Let Tank run it a little bit. Get get these little like intermediate passes. Get like at most like 15 and yards. And when it's third and 12, don't throw a four-yard pass. Try and get the first down. And don't run a half-back draw. Don't don't make mistakes. Our uh, offense is very weak, I feel like. I don't think we have any weapons on offense. We have weapons. We just don't know how to properly use them, I feel like. I feel like So Har- they're not weapons though. Harson was given some bad weapons. Our receivers are not good. They're not good. He was given a tank when he's in control of an eighty. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And because like we if you shut down tank we're forced to throw the ball. And we and if we throw the ball can't really throw the ball. <laughs> we cannot. So I do think that if we had Seth Williams or Anthony Schwartz this year, maybe not just Anthony Schwartz, but if we had at least Seth Williams back this year, I feel like this is a different season than what we see. I feel like Seth is the perfect receiver for what uh, Harson has been trying to do with this offense. Uh, but Auburn just need so I I had a former JV coach. Uh, uh, his name was uh, Coach Rowe. I love the guy to death. May he rest in peace. He said, always said this one thing after every practice. It was DDSS, which stands for Don't Do Stupid Stuff. Which I feel like Auburn needs to go into this week immoralizing that. Because I feel like we are very prone to do stupid stuff. Especially in games where we're going to probably get caught looking ahead to Bama. I think what we need to do is focus on South Carolina. 
let Tank take control of the offense. If he's not working, get Draquez out there. No, Sean. <laughs> I hate Sean. You, Sean, you, for you, you give Sean the ball, and he runs it outside, and instead of making a cut, he does 17 stutter steps, and then everyone catches up with him, and then pushes him a little bit, and he falls over like a little <laughs> thing of Jenga blocks. <laughs> he has trucked one person in his life, and we all know when that one time was, and ever since then, he doesn't do shit. So don't put him in the game. I'm sorry. Let's move on. He's, he's a good receiving back. <clears throat> but I will say that whenever he goes in the game, we always throw the ball. That's a tell. Exactly. And I think defensively, Auburn needs to get better at covering receivers. Or here we go. Wait for it. Pass rush. Don't rush three. You can't. Art. You can rush three when you have Derek Brown, Marlon Davidson, Nick Fairley. You can rush those three, but our defensive line sucks. You need to rush four. Yes, rush five even. I I don't care. D- get. D- Derek Hall in there. I like Derek Hall. Get him out there. Because the, you rush three, your DTs is going to get covered, blocked by the center, and then your ends are going to get double teamed, and then you're out of the, you're out of the game. And then people like Will Rogers can sit in the pocket for ten seconds and throw the ball. Yeah, guys with a cannon of an arm, who didn't look who, who might be in the NFL in a few years at this rate because Mike Leach can knows how to make quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a tough game for Auburn. I, I've never gone to a South Carolina game where I felt worried about Auburn's chances. Which is sad. That really shows the state that we're in. Yeah. Fire Harson. <laughs> joking, joking. Chill out, Bama fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to my uniform of the week. So this week there weren't really many cool ones. There were a few like Veterans Day kind of things that like South Florida and Arizona did. But I'm going to go with Air Force's B-52 uniforms. They're great uniforms. Yeah, they're, they're incredible. They're modeled after the B-52 missions from the Vietnam War when we ran a whole bunch of things up at the uh, Viet Cong. They're beautifully painted. They pay tribute to those uh, pilots that partook in those missions over the course of the Vietnam War. Incredible. I like them. They're yes. cool. They've worn them multiple times, and that's it. Yes. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, I know Louisville had some decent uniforms, but I feel like they were the all black. I think. wearing all black. All, but it looks cool with their wings they have on there, though. Oh, yeah. It looks really good. Underrated uniform combos from Louisville. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're just, no. con- I feel like they're, they're just Their new updated ones like have like that wing pattern, which makes it really cool. Oh, yeah. Because they, they haven't done that before. Big fan. Now, moving on to our Week 11 predictions. We are so close to the end of the season, and then we have to wait a little bit. We have bowl We have bowl season. Yeah. Which is only fun for like four games. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that fun. But starting off, we have an 11 a.m. kickoff. Michigan State, number seven team in the nation, travels. I'm saying number seven. That's what they were ranked whenever I did these. Travels to Columbus to play Ohio State. Ohio State is a 19-point favorite in a top, top 10 matchup. <coughs> I um, have Ohio State. I'm picking Michigan State not to win but to cover. I don't think Ohio State's going to win by 19. I feel like Michigan State is probably not as good as we think they are. But like Ohio State's on a roll right now, so they're going to cover that. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State travels to... Why well, can't I remember what city Oklahoma's in? I don't know. Lincoln, maybe? Yes. Wait, no, Lincoln's Nebraska. Is it... Norm- not, is it Norman? It is Norman. Okay, yeah. I, I get Norman confused. With if it's not, then Oklahoma fans, we don't care about you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, uh, OU is a four and a half point favorite against Iowa State. I'm gonna once take you I- guys, once you guys can beat Kansas impressively, I'll respect you as a school. Continue. <laughs> I'll take Iowa State to cover that. I feel like though uh, Iowa State has been playing spoiled to a lot of teams. I agree. Um, um, I'll <laughs> go with well. 
I'll also go with Iowa State. They played really well this year. All right. Uh, Wake travels to Clemson. Clemson's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking Wake Forest to win. <laughs> I want to take Wake Forest as well. I don't like Clemson. I would love to see them lose as well. I want them to not be bowl eligible because Auburn, Auburn's apparently going to play them in a Gator Bowl. Is what people are Wake Forest? Clemson. If Clemson gets bowl eligible, we might play Clemson. That's a rivalry. That would be kind of cool, but we would lose. <laughs> we would lose. Is it, it a rivalry? Is. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like a rivalry that is obviously not active, but... A rivalry, if you will. No, it is one. It is. Trust me, trust me. <laughs> okay. Uh, then we have Arkansas travels to Tuscaloosa to play Alabama. We don't need to spend any time on this. Alabama's winning that game by over 20. Fair enough. I'll There's, agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Arkansas's not going to win that game. SMU travels to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a 12-point favorite. I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover. Uh, like I will... I will hesitantly pick Cincy to cover. I think they might win by, like, four or something like that with how they've been playing recently. I'm scared. <laughs> we can keep it in the group of five. UAB uh-huh. travels to UTSA. UTSA is a five-point favorite. And I love both these teams. I love both these teams so much, but I'm going to ride high on the Roadrunners. Meep, meep. I think they cover. I'm going to go with UAB. All right. Going to ride for the home state. Yeah, that's, that's also a funny one I put on here. Florida at Missouri. Florida's a seven half oh, point favorite. Oh, God, what a bad game. I'm taking Missouri. Give me Missouri to uh, win out right. I'm going to go with the Gators just because I don't like Missouri. <laughs> uh, then we have keeping going back to the group of five. The Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns travel to Liberty to take on Malik Willis. Liberty's a four point favorite. And you know what? Give me the Cajuns. I'm going to go with the Flames. Go uh, small Christian school. I like it. <laughs> And finally, Bark, we have probably the battle for the Pac-12. Uh, number three, Oregon travels to whatever city Utah the Utes are in. Uh, there's a lot of Mormons there, probably. Utah's a three-point favorite, and I've been riding high with Utah all year. I'm going to keep it that way. I think they win outright. I'm also going to go with Utah, and also just no part of me wants any, wants any part of me to root for Oregon. So we're going with the Utes here. All right. All right we got a shorter show today. But you got anything else to say, Bart? Uh, no, but if we're back on the show next week and Auburn loses, just I will be very depressed, so just throwing that out there. I will say, as a Carolina Panthers fan, I have hope for the Panthers now. So. Oh, yeah, let's throw out some little NFL. Um, right. Titans are doing good. Titans are doing right. <laughs> um, someone uh, at ESPN said that the Titans are not an 8-2 and two team. They're a fake 8-2 and two team. I don't know what that means, but... I think it's just because y'all are winning close games, but, I mean, y'all are winning, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but we're beating the Bills, the Chiefs. Exactly. Oh, the Chiefs. So you can't really say that, you know. <laughs> you can't say that we're not a real 8-2 and two team when we're injured and we're still winning. I will say, y'all don't have Cam Newton. True. Yeah. That's hype. With all that being said, I'm Dylan. I'm Bart. This has been the Pitchforks Podcast. Tighten up the more evil. <laughs>